Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. And here we go again. Yes, we are back at it. We are back here for more. Welcome to our Wednesday podcast. This is the Miller Frost Show. I am your host, Miller Frost, joined as always by my fake black friend, White Boy Malcolm X. And I hope you folks are having a grand gay old time so far this week. I know you queens in San Diego. You are going to ring the last vestiges of gay pride, your second month in a row of gay pride. You are going to ring that dry by Saturday when pride officially ends for you folks in San Diego. But don't you worry, girls. Don't you worry at all. I'm sure that you can find another pride going on. And if not, I know you girls are going to keep partying anyway. That is how the queens in SoCal roll, folks. They like to party. They like to pretend it's pride every month of the year. And I would say that I wasn't going to judge that, but nobody, nobody, myself included, would believe that. But I will definitely check out the party scene. Well, I don't know about that, but I am going out to L.A. and San Diego in about four weeks. But don't tell them I'm coming. The last thing I need is aggravation from those queens. Oh, you've been making fun of us. Get out. But I am going out there, and we will see if they are still partying. But we all know that you will be. And since, White Boy Malcolm X, since I want a short podcast-ish, we are just going to go ahead, folks, and jump right into our news headlines. And I think that's actually all I have. We're going to try that format today. Just news headlines, nothing else. So no, White Boy Malcolm X, no smoking gun. So let's go ahead and jump into our news headlines. And I tell you what, folks, I had put together for show prep a whole list of articles showing that COVID Karen was back. And I warned you, folks, COVID Karen did not want to go back to being a regular low-rent Karen. No, she liked the control of being COVID Karen. And I put together a montage of all these news headlines showing the latest scare tactics how they were going to scare the hell out of us so that we'd be compliant again when they wanted to lock everything down. But right after I put all this together, showing all these warnings like, for example, NPR, public health experts call on CDC to change its mask guidance. From National Geographic, scientists urge local mask mandates as Delta sweeps the U.S. I was going to argue on today's podcast that all these scare headlines And I've got a bunch more I could share, but I won't. But I was going to argue that they're priming us for another lockdown or for more mandates. And guess what? From Fox News yesterday, CDC recommends fully vaccinated wear masks in certain indoor areas 
advises universal masking for schools. And I should have known. I should have seen this coming. They were warning us with all these stupid headlines. There's even a headline from USA Today about the Lambda variant. So if you thought Delta was bad, no, we got the Lambda as well. I think they're just feckless at the CDC, in my opinion. That that place is run by Dr. Rochelle Impending Doom Walensky. That stupid chick, she comes out and starts going, oh, I have a sense of impending doom. Oh, everything's going to hell. I mean, she didn't say the last part, but she came out yapping on, yap, 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 about impending doom with COVID. And then two weeks later, the CDC comes out and says, yeah, if you're fully vaccinated, those masks, nah, you don't have to wear them anymore. Like a light switch. We go from impending doom to, ah, yeah, we're just kidding. You don't have to wear the masks. Now, Rochelle, impending doom, Walensky. I guess she's back to impending doom again. That CDC is a clown car. So I guess we're back to masks again. Possibly, maybe, maybe, possibly. I guess I'll find out later when I go to the grocery store. Oh, masks are back now. Okay, then. Okay, then, you idiots over at the CDC. So you folks have fun digging those masks out. Get them ready to put them back on again because the CDC, oops, they changed their mind again. From BGR, and this story is for all you virgin pajama boys living in your parents' basement, eyeing up that sex doll in the corner, playing with yourselves, your Pokemon cards, your Playstations, masturbating to Marvel movies, freaking out your parents, freaking out the neighbors. This story is for you. A huge Game of Thrones stars just confirmed she's joining the MCU. And for you non-virgin pajama boys living in your parents' basement, eyeing up that sex doll, doing all that weird crap, MCU, man, I hope I don't screw this up, MCU means Marvel Comic Universe. I think, I hope. I don't know, folks. I think that's a pretty safe bet. I know the M and the U. I know that means Marvel Universe. I assume that means comics, so MCU, Marvel Comics Universe, whatever. I don't really care, but I know that means the world to some of you folks. But anyway, Amelia Clark, and she played Daenerys Targaryen. I think that was the name of the character. The Mother of Dragons, that's the name I knew her by, but she is going to be joining a new TV show called Secret Invasion, and that's going to be on Disney+. Plus. I'm sure that's exciting news to some of you folks out there who live vicariously through the MCU. I know there are a lot of you folks out there who live and breathe the MCU. If Vulture.com is putting out a list of the top 38 sexiest Marvel villains, I know for a fact that way too many people have their lives invested in the MCU. Their universe is the Marvel Universe, so this news is huge news to those folks. And as a random aside, Loki is the sexiest of all the Marvel villains, according to some screwed-up human being over at Vulture.com. I actually think that Amelia Clark is a very good actress. She actually did a very good job on Game of Thrones. Don't get me wrong. I'm sure she'll knock it out of the park for this Marvel show, Secret Invasion. I have to say this, though. You folks over at Marvel, 
You folks over at Marvel who cast her for this, please, 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 do not make her a blonde. No offense, white boy Malcolm X. Sorry, folks. White boy Malcolm X, he's blonde. He gets a little butt hurt if I say something like that. I just don't think she looks good as a blonde. She's not a natural blonde like you, sir. And no, before you even say it, I am not being a catty queen saying I don't like her as a blonde. She's a very attractive woman, don't get me wrong. But I've seen her with dark hair. And I just think, my opinion, hey, I don't really care either way, but I just think she looks better with the darker hair. Just saying, just my opinion. I do wish her the best, though. I have to say, sometimes, especially if you're on a really huge show and you're like one of the central characters, it's hard to pivot from that where everyone knows you as a certain character. Like, I'm sure there are a lot of people out there who look at her and go, Mother of Dragons. That's what they know her for. You look at, like, James Gandolfini from The Sopranos. I look at James Gandolfini, and all I think is Tony Soprano. Brian Cranston from Breaking Bad. I look at that guy, I just think Walter White. (laughs) That's all I think about when I look at Brian Cranston. He's a very good actor, don't get me wrong, but I just look at him and go, meth dealer Walter White. There he is again in another movie. But even if we are technically kind of sort of maybe having a little bit of a boycott with Disney Plus because they fired Gina Carano off of The Mandalorian. They had to be extra special woke over at Disney and toss her ass off that show. But I do wish her the best. Amelia, if you are listening to this podcast, good luck on Secret Invasion. I am sure that a lot of these virgin pajama boys living in their parents' basement eyeing up that sex doll are going to be thinking of you the next time they tap. That sex doll. From Boston.com. Olympic broadcasters curb sexual images of female athletes. And we were literally, folks, just talking about this on our Sunday podcast. We were talking about the Olympics, and there was a stupid story. It was on the post-millennial, but Vogue was trying to gaslight us into thinking that Dr. Jill Biden Her star power alone was going to save the Olympics. But I was talking about the Olympics and how I just don't really watch them anymore. But when I did, I liked it for the competitions and the eye candy. I cannot watch the Olympics anymore because I cannot stand those stupid human interest stories. I couldn't care less about the personal lives of those athletes. Doesn't interest me at all. But on Sunday's podcast, I had made a comment about enjoying the eye candy, and I said, you straight people, don't you judge. I know that you're doing the exact same thing. You straight men out there, you are eyeing up those gymnasts going, man, that young lady, she really knows how to ride that horse. You high school teachers out there, I know those young men are too old for you, but I know that you are eyeing them up, pretending that they are still back in high school, that they are still fresh teacher bait. Teach me, teach me, teach me. Where, 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 where? Settle down, you high school teachers. I have told you more than once, there is no fresh teacher bait on the Miller Frost Show. You got to get that at school, not here. And don't blame me that the CDC wants all your fresh teacher bait, all their pretty faces covered up. Although now that I think about it, White Boy Malcolm X, those high school teachers, and I know you're out there listening, I'm sure you high school teachers, though, you can probably find one or two that kind of look like they're still in high school. I would say Tom Daly, 
He's an Olympic diver, but unfortunately for you high school teachers, he is in the tribe. So hands off to that one. That little pocket queen. He does look like he's in high school. He's got one of these baby faces. And I think he's in like, I don't know, his mid to late 20s. But he's got a baby face. Looks like he's 16 years old. If memory serves me correctly, though, I think he married a guy like twice his age. He married some big time Hollywood writer. And folks, I could care less. No, I take that back. I keep screwing that up. I couldn't care less. It's just one of those weird factoids that stuck in my head at the time. I can't remember that guy's name, but he married some big time who? Oh, that's right. Dustin, Dustin Lance Black. He's a big time writer in Hollywood. Tom was smart. Tom married his sugar daddy, super young, super cute. I don't know what the shelf life of an Olympic diver is. I don't know what kind of revenue streams you get from that, but he married his sugar daddy, so he is set for life regardless. But I digress. So you straight men out there, you lesbians out there, you lazy bisexuals out there, and you lazy bisexuals, you know who you are. You folks are not going to get as much eye candy watching the Olympics as you want it. But you queens out there, that's a different story. You girls are all set for fresh eye candy. Even if Boston.com delivered bad news for the straight folks, you queens, and I got this from Queerty, you're all set. How is this headline? The U.S. men's gymnastic team are walking, talking thirst traps. And if you don't know what a thirst trap is, I am not going to bother to explain that here on the Miller Frost Show. You can figure that one out on your own. So even if the straight folks, they're losing their eye candy, those queens out there, they are going to sexualize every hot young man in Tokyo participating in the games. So you folks interested in the ladies, good luck finding yourself some good eye candy. You queens out there, I don't need to, I do not need to say a thing. You know what to do. From money.com, Gen Z is rewriting the rules for personal finance in real time. That's good, right? So yes, folks, unfortunately, it does appear that we're starting a whole new cycle with Gen Z on what they're going to disrupt, what industries they're going to disrupt. Please, 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 sweet baby Jesus, please make this go away. I don't know about you folks, but I do not know if I can take this one more time. I have to say, the first time with all the stupid millennials, oh, they're disrupting this, oh, they're disrupting that. That was enough for me. I can't go through that again, folks. I just, no more. Please, sweet baby Jesus, please, 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 please. And if you folks forgot about that, if that scarred you psychologically to the point where you pushed it into your subconscious, as a refresher, how is this headline from Business Insider? Psychologically scarred millennials are killing countless industries from napkins to Applebee's. Here are the businesses they like the least. So as a quick refresher, here are a couple of things that the millennials hated. They hated casual dining chains like Buffalo Wild Wings and Applebee's. They hated the concept of starter homes. They were renting longer and buying expensive homes later. 
Why did they do that? Why did they rent longer and wait to buy the big house? Because that, folks, reminded them of mommy and daddy's home, their big safe space. These are the idiots that start a job and want the promotion to director or VP in six months. Oh, I have a woman's studies degree from Wellesley. Why am I not a director yet? Those type of kids. Working your way up is for losers, so they just wanted to start with the big house. That is why the concept of a starter home went away for a while. Millennials did not like beer. Good, more for me. They didn't like napkins. They didn't like cereal or yogurt or golf or motorcycles. Oh, they're so loud. It's so triggering to hear them roar by. Oh, it's so horrible. So now we get, apparently, please, sweet baby Jesus, make this not be the case. But now we're going to get a list of all the things that Gen Z is disrupting. Personal finance, I guess, is number one on that list. We'll see what else they get butthurt about. They don't like. They want to kill off. And why will we know this, folks? The reason we're going to be bombarded by these stupid articles talking about how Gen Z is disrupting this and that and the other is because of one of two things. Number one, you've got a Gen Z reporter, and they, folks, they can't stand millennials. They love to mock millennials online. So number one, I think, would be a Gen Z reporter just writing one of these stupid articles to mock millennials, like an inside joke for Gen Z kids. They'll probably come out with an article, Gen Z is disrupting the disrupting of the millennials. Something like that, just to tweak the millennials. They're all old now anyway. They're in their like 30s and 40s. They might as well be dead. They were yesterday's news. Meh. Option two on who wrote this is a millennial. If you'll notice, folks, they made the statement, Gen Z is rewriting the rules for personal finance in real time. Then they threw on the question. That's good, right? I'm sure if a millennial wrote that article, folks, they're probably like, no, those idiots, those Gen Z kids, they can't even add two plus two. They can't disrupt like the original disruptors. We're the cool kids. They suck. Speaking of millennials, though, before I forget, you millennials out there, Dunkin' Donuts, and no, folks, they are not paying for this cheap plug. I was just on my Dunkin' Donuts app, and I saw this. I think they put it there to taunt me, but just wanted to pass this along to you dopey millennials if you use the Dunkin' Donuts app. Avocado toast, three times the points if you buy it using the Dunkin' Donuts app. And I still, to this day, folks, I curse the day that Dunkin' Donuts, some idiot over at Dunkin' Donuts said, hey, let's target the millennials. In the old days, folks, I could just walk into a Dunkin' Donuts. On occasion, you get stuck behind some pain in the ass. They want a dozen donuts. They're not quite sure which dozen donuts. So you got to stand behind that idiot going, uh, maybe another jelly donut? How many does that make? Three. Uh, what's the chocolate one? Which one? You know, that kind of idiot. Sometimes you get stuck behind those folks. But for the most part, I could just go in there and say, large black, done. And no. You woke folk out there, don't get too triggered. That just means I want a black coffee, size large. I know how triggered the woke folk are when they hear the word black. And I actually, I actually have a very funny story about the word black. But I'll tell that story at another time. 
I was just going to say about Dunkin' Donuts, though. When they targeted millennials, the old days of just going in and ordering a coffee and leaving, that went away. And what have I said several times on this podcast? For every dopey millennial in front of you at a Starbucks or a Dunkin' Donuts or wherever, that is a minute, at least one minute of your life as they order their special coffees and their special avocado toast, lightly toasted. I want the avocado spread in a counterclockwise motion on the avocado toast, please. On and on and on with their special orders. Thanks to millennials, I can't pop in, just go in, get a coffee, done. No, not anymore. So damn you, damn you, Dunkin' Donuts, for offering avocado toast. Stop it. Please, 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 please. For everyone over the age of 42. I didn't tell you the black story. Oh, okay. Well, I've mentioned it now. I might as well tell it. This was back, folks. This was back, I would say, the late 90s. My ex and I were living in Chicago. The late 90s, for those of you old enough to remember, there was some sort of fashion phase going on where there were certain people that wore black all the time. I don't know. Maybe they still do it in like New York or L.A. or what have you. But back in the day, that was pretty big. A lot of people wearing all black all the time. It was like a really bad stereotype. So I was talking to my ex. We're on the train going into town. We lived up in Andersonville. That's in the northern part of Chicago. But there was a commuter rail, and we could just hop on the commuter rail, even though we weren't technically in the suburbs. They had like two stops in the city. We walked over, caught the train, rode into town. But we're on the train, and the train's pretty full, and we're having a conversation. I don't remember what the conversation was about, but it had to do, to some extent, with those dopey idiots who wore head-to-toe black all the time. And I said something to him about, you know, all black all the time. And all I was referencing was people that wore black head-to-toe. And it was usually white people who did that. But I said that, all black all the time. My ex nodded, because he's picturing a bunch of dopey people wearing all black. Well, this black guy, capital B black guy. And back in the day, folks, back in the 90s, we used to call them African Americans. I don't know why that changed. I don't know why people started getting butthurt about that. When I was a kid, they were black people. I grew up, they were African American. Now we're back to black again. (laughs) But I said that to him. And this black guy, capital B black guy, African-American back in the 90s, he's standing like five feet away, and all he hears is all black all the time. Man, I tell you what, folks, if looks could kill, I would not be doing this podcast today. I wasn't even talking about race. I was just commenting on these idiots who wore black all the time, head to toe black. But he just, I guess he heard part of the conversation, and all he heard was black. Boom. I I know just from the look that he gave me, that stink eye from hell, I know that he thought I was talking about race when race had absolutely nothing to do with what I was saying. So that white by Malcolm X, that is the black story where I just said all black all the time, meaning people who wore head to toe black all the time. And this guy, this, this capital B black guy, thinking that I was talking about race. So I hope... That was worth the story, worth the wait. Mostly. Okay. (laughs) Fair enough, sir. Fair enough. That's what you get for. You asked for it, so 
Don't tell me now the story sucked. Here's another one from those girls over at Queerty. If you thought that the men's gymnast team as a thirst trap was enough, they got more for you, folks. Olympic runner Tom Bosworth tells his fellow athletes, time to come out. And what this story is about, folks, is that this guy, this Olympic runner Tom Bosworth, he had an interview, and I guess in the Olympic Village, he's walking around and his gaydar is going berserk. Queens everywhere, but I guess not enough of them are out, and he wants them to come out of that closet. He does not want them to be Ricky Martin hiding so deep in the closet, he was behind the shoes. Remember that, folks? The year was 2000. Barbara Walters banging on that closet door, wanting Ricky to come out. Ricky's like, go away, go away. There's nobody here. Please, 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 go away. Barbara wasn't having it, right, folks? She kept knocking. Go away, go away, go away. But Ricky, he was not coming out from behind those shoes. So I guess Tom's walking around going, man, there are a lot of queens here, but I have not seen any of them come roaring out of that closet publicly at least. And he's quoted in this article talking about, you know what, if you're in a really good relationship with your family, if you live in a country or a place where being openly gay is okay, it's safe, he would recommend you coming out of the closet. I don't necessarily disagree with him, but you know, people come out when they're ready to come out. Sometimes folks, people never want to come out of that closet. Ricky Martin, one day, he was stuck way in the back of the closet behind the shoes. Now look at him. He's out, he's about, bitching about a lack of acting opportunities, hypothesizing it's because he's gay. I, of course, said, no, Ricky, being gay is not an issue. You just can't act, sister girlfriend. Sorry to say it, but that's the truth. You can't act your way out of a paper bag. Substantially better actor than I am? You're one hell of a singer, don't get me wrong. But you can't act, that's why you got no acting jobs. But I've known a couple of people in my lifetime who, for whatever reason, were just never at a place where they could come out. I actually know a guy who is way back in the closet. He's widowed, but he has a kid. He just doesn't want to come out. He's a really nice guy, and I don't think anyone would really care, but he's just not going to go there right now. I just hope, White Boy Malcolm X, I hope and pray, please, 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 sweet baby Jesus, one more time, that Tom Bosworth is not advocating that any of these closet case athletes go on Instagram to announce it to the whole world. Tom, if you're listening to this podcast, whatever you do, don't get them to go on Instagram to announce it to the whole world. We have enough of that going on already. I do not, I am tired, I am really, 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 really tired of queens coming out on Instagram. No value whatsoever to that. What? Sorry, folks. White boy Malcolm X. What you're saying, let me make sure I got that right. What you're saying is that those queens, I'm just going to put words in your mouth, your point or what I think your point is, is that those queens coming out on Instagram 
and wherever else they're coming out on. You think that they are serving as role models for our future gabies. For those folks, just like Ricky Martin back in 2000, way in the back of the closet behind the shoes. Is that what you're thinking? Well, hmm. That one I have to think about. Well, I, I mean, I don't know. I don't do role models, folks. I mean, I do and I don't. Not for being gay, though. I came out, folks, in 1993. There were no gay role models for me at that time. If I had hung out in the closet, way in the back, next to Ricky Martin, behind the shoes, if I had done that, waiting for a role model to inspire me to come out of the closet, I would have been in the closet, I think, until my 30s. I just came out, come what may. And as I've said before on this podcast, several times now, I think, I came out and was like, hey, I'm Miller Frost. I'm a big old queen. And what did everyone say? Yeah, Miller, we knew. I don't think anyone, looking back, that's got to be, well, 30 years. I have been out of the closet for 30 years. And looking back at that time, I don't think anyone was surprised. And I could talk, folks, and a purse not fall out of my mouth. No, not a purse, not a, cha- not a change purse, not a little handbag. Nothing came out of my mouth. You watch, like, James Charles on YouTube? That queen opens his mouth. A huge Chanel purse falls right out. He opens his mouth, folks. Everyone knows he's a queen. Wow, that's a beautiful purse. Can you speak again? I would like a matching set. I don't know. Maybe I was lucky when I came out. Not really any blowback to that. Didn't lose any friends either coming out. Now I made a whole lot of new friends when I started going out to the bars. Then I was fresh meat 30 years ago. But now, folks, now I am an old queen. 51, might as well be, well, hopefully not dead, but I am out to pasture in the gay community. That's just how those queens roll. But I just came out, no role model, nothing. Just here I am, world, suck it up. I ain't changing. But going back to your point, White by Malcolm X, role models, I'm just trying to think of the last couple of celebrities who came out on Instagram and thinking if any of them would be role models. So of course, folks, we had T.J. Osborne, that dopey, self-centered millennial. Where's my participation trophy from the state of Tennessee? I'm the first gay country star to come out. I don't know if we want him as a role model. Millennials are self-centered enough. We don't need that as a role model. Who was the hockey stud? Luca Prokop. Thank you. Well, I guess if you're like a Gen Z kid, you like sports, that could be a role model for you. That, that 19-year-old, he's probably a better role model than T.J. Osborne. What about the ginger, the lazy bisexual, Larry Saperstein? He just came out, but I don't know if he came out on Instagram. The last thing, folks, you need is a lazy bisexual as a role model. So scratch him as well. So two scratches. The only role model is the 19-year-old. Well, I wouldn't say hockey stud. He's 19 years old. The hockey kid. But white by Malcolm X. If you need a stud, it just popped in my head. If you need a stud, and I know you queens out there, I know what you're looking for. 
Carl Nassim. <laughs> yes, I almost forgot. Sorry, Carl. I almost forgot about Carl Nassim. That NFL stud. He's another one that could be possibly maybe a good role model for the young gabies out there, especially the ones in sports. Man, there's a lot of testosterone, a lot of machismo going on in like, I don't know, high school, college sports. They're also damn insecure. Oh man, I banged that chick 20 times last night. I'm such a man. You folks know what I'm talking about. That insecurity that young men have, that they're not man enough. I think to those kids, those closet case kids in situations like Carl Nassib or Luke Prokop, try and still, folks, not to blow the microphone out with that kid's name. Maybe with those two, they might be decent role models. Definitely not the lazy bisexual or the self-absorbed country singer. No. And one last thing, White by Malcolm X, before we go on to the next story. Being a role model for other gaybies still in the closet, like Ricky Morton behind the shoes way back in 2000. I don't disagree with you that some of these guys coming out could help others do the same, make them feel more confident about doing it. Don't get me wrong. But you know me well enough, sir, to know that my inner cynic, that alarm is going off just a little. Tom Bosworth may be saying that to encourage people to be role models for other gabies. Your theory, sir. But my inner cynic, folks, is telling me that Tom Bosworth, he's probably looking around the Olympic Village going, man, there is a hell of a lot of eye candy around here. I'd like to tap half these guys, but I have absolutely no idea who's in the tribe or not in the tribe. I need to figure out who's available, who is a big old queen, or even a lazy bisexual if I'm horny enough. I just think, white boy Malcolm X, I think, I think he just wants more options. <laughs> he just wants to know exactly what his choices are without eyeing up some fresh piece of meat and going, ah, damn it. That one is straight. Damn you, Gator. Damn you. I tell you what. Europeans, they always, 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 always throw my Gator way off. You see your average Frenchman, you're like, man, that is a queen. Nope. Usually, that is not the case. But they act like it, at least according to my American Gator. But, Tom, I'm sure you can find plenty of action without any of them having to come out of the closet. You'll figure it out, girlfriend, and have yourself a grand gay old time doing it. And for our last news headline, our last story of the podcast, this one is from LGBTQ Nation. Will Pete Buttigieg, yes, folks, that pocket queen Pete Buttigieg, be the first gay man to go to space? He's willing. Well, considering the fact that his husband is that low-ranked queen from Indiana, Justin Buttigieg, I bet you folks, I bet he's willing to get the hell off this planet to escape Justin Buttigieg for even a week. And we haven't talked much about those two queens in quite a while. There hasn't been much on the infrastructure front for us to have a conversation about whether Justin Buttigieg is going to get that money to remodel all the gay bars in the state of Indiana and Washington, D.C. The last I saw, I think the original of $2.7 trillion 
for Chastin Buttigieg to take all that money and remodel all those gay bars? I think the last I saw, it was down to just over a trillion dollars, which is kind of funny, quick aside, because I did predict that a couple months back. I said the Democrats are going to throw out an insane number they figure they're never going to get because they know they can settle on the number that they want because they know that using the anchoring effect, the Republicans are going to be like, ah, we are not going to give you guys $2.7 trillion to piss away. No. But it anchors the Republicans that they think, we just got to shave that $2.7 trillion down. They're anchored to $2.7 trillion. So the Democrats, they still get over a trillion dollars. That was probably the number they wanted anyway. Eh, let's go for a trillion. We'll ask for 2.7. We'll haggle them down to the one. We get everything we want. Looks like they're going to get just a hair north of a trillion. That's more slush fund money to all of their special interest groups. But we haven't talked about those two queens in quite some time. And no, folks, we still do not know how short that pocket queen Pete Buttigieg is. We are more likely to find out where COVID came from, really came from, than we are to find Pete Buttigieg's height. That is a state secret. I bet even the Chinese and the Russians, they don't even know how short that pocket queen is. But I can imagine, White Boy Malcolm X, and you folks out there, I can imagine that conversation of Pete Buttigieg going into space. Where are you going in that space suit? Ah, uh, Chaston, I'm actually going up into outer space. Why are you going into space? Did you give Jeff Bezos a hand job or something? He give you a ride on his spacecraft? No, I'm going up for work. Well, what work are you going up there for? You're the Secretary of Transportation. A rocket ship is transportation. Well, says the cargo ship to China, but I don't see you on that. You trying to get away from me or something? You got something to tell me, Pete, why you got to go up into space? Chaston, it's for work. There's some infrastructure up there that I need to deal with. There's some infrastructure you need to deal with down here. I do not have my $2.7 trillion, Pete. Chaston, that's only going to be $1.2 trillion. You promised me, Pete, you promised me $2.7 trillion. That's not what I said. Well, that's what I heard. That's not what I said. Well, that's what I heard, Pete. And there is no infrastructure up in space. I do not know why you need to go up there. No, Chaston, we're making space highways. Do you remember when Elon Musk, he put that Tesla up into space? I barely remember that, but yes. See, Chaston, we're building space highways. I have to check on the infrastructure of the space highways. They're no space highways. I know, Chaston. We're building them now. We have to go out and pave them. Oh, so you have time to be worried about building a space highway, but you have no time. You got no time to get that road paved between this house and that dry cleaner. Do you know, Pete? Do you know how many potholes are on that road between this house and that dry cleaner? Yes, Chaston. You tell me every week. Excuse me? I believe you said 47. That is correct. No. I take that back. There are 48 potholes on that road, Pete. I hit one I wasn't expecting. I almost spilled my iced coffee again, Pete. And do you know, do you know why I have to go on that road, Pete, between this house and that dry cleaner? Yes, you don't have to tell me again. Well, I am going to tell you again, Pete. The only reason that I have to drive that stupid road with 48 potholes between this house and that dry cleaner is because you wear cheap suits. 
and you got to wear those stupid cheap suits and ride that stupid bicycle of yours one block so everyone thinks you're green. Everyone knows, Pete, that you don't even bother to recycle. I don't know why you got to ride that stupid bike. I don't know why you got to have cheap suits. I got to keep taking to the dry cleaners. Watch, Aston. Space is a priority for us. Well, Pete, my trip to the dry cleaners, I got to make every week for your cheap suits. That's a priority for me. Okay, Chaston. I'll talk to creepy Uncle Joe the hair sniffer and Queen Kamala. We'll make sure that road gets paid for you. You better talk to creepy Uncle Joe the hair sniffer and Queen Kamala. I want that road paid. Okay, Chaston. I'll see you next week. Well, are you going to call me while you're gone? No, Chaston. We have to build the space cellular towers yet. I won't be able to talk to you at all for the next week. You just better, Pete. I swear to God. You just better not be wearing one of your cheap suits under that space suit. Because let me tell you something, girlfriend. They are never, ever, ever get those wrinkles out of your cheap polyester suits. Okay, Chaston. I'll talk to you next week. <laughs> Man. White boy Malcolm X. Why? Why can we never check in on those Boudicest girls without those two arguing up and down like there is no tomorrow. Man, those two queens argue like nobody's business. And I and I don't know why that's any of our business. So thankfully, folks, thankfully, we backed out of that conversation before it turned even uglier. I'll tell you what, though, White Boy Malcolm X, when Chastin Buttigieg, that low-rent queen from Indiana, when he figures out that there are no space highways, that there are no space cellular towers. That queen, man, pocket queen Pete is in for a world of hurt when that lie is revealed. Whew. We are definitely not checking in on the Buttigieg girls when that comes out. So on that note, since I cannot top that pocket queen secretary of transportation lying to his husband that he's got to go to space, get away from him for a week because he's got to check in on space highways and space cellular towers. Since I cannot top that, it is time to plug pull this podcast. Thank you so much, ladies and gentlemen, for joining us on this Wednesday midweek podcast of the Miller Frost Show. I am your host, Miller Frost, joined as always by my fake black friend, White Boy Malcolm X. Have a great rest of your week, a great start to your weekend, and we will see you back here in a couple of days. In the meantime, take care. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads.